to you in part by Boot Country. Boot Country carries a complete line of boots and western wear for men, women, and children. Boot Country with three locations, Chester Road, Mall Road in Florence, and off the Little York exit on I-75 in North Dayton. The following program will give best results if refrigerated immediately after opening and used before... Radio theaters on the air. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoop. And holler and holler at the moon. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. To Slim, the man of many hats. That's me. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. <laughs> this is Texas Big Spinner inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. Ride and rope and wrangle a tune. going to hoop and holler and holler at the moon. Every buckaroo and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with the 2,498th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, Texas Big Spender, the voice that told a million baby chicks over border radio. And thanks to the folks here in the beautiful Stark Emory Theater and those of you listening all over America, Australia, and around the world. We're Riders in the Sky, Too Slim, yes. Ranger Doug, Woody Paul, and Joey the Cow Polka King. In answer to many, many requests, uh, <clears throat> in fact, we had one from a, a Mr. Fuzzy St. John the Seventh, who asked for more songs by sidekicks on our show. So. <laughs> So we've asked Side Meat to come up and, and sing a song with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Side Meat, the old oh. camp cook. All right, boys, here we go. Let her rip. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. Now I cook biscuits all my life. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. Yeah, I cook for the devil and the devil's wife. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. Hey, I cook for old Paul Bunyan's crew. When I run out of flour, I just use glue, but they're all dead, so I'll cook them for you. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. Biscuits for breakfast, biscuits for dinner, biscuits for supper, too. And a biscuit dream most every night. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. Now I cook biscuits of every kind. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. I cook them out of any old thing I find. Oh, Biscuit I'm talking biscuit pudding, biscuits too, great big biscuits, roadkill too, biscuits you can't even chew. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. Biscuits for breakfast, biscuits for dinner, biscuits for supper too, and a biscuit three most every night. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. I go to the oven to see if they're done. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. I open that door and I pull out my gun. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. 
And a pan three times with a crack, crack, crack. The biscuits smile and the slugs bounce back. There's nothing to return what a tasty snack. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. Biscuits for breakfast, biscuits for dinner, biscuits for supper too. And a biscuit three most every night. Oh, we got the biscuit blue. Say, boys, how about a great big T-bone steak? Big bowl of Cincinnati chili and some devil's food cake. Hey, now you're talking. All the trimmings, boys. Mm. Really? Food galore. A glass of vintage Ohio wine. Three or four. (laughs) Sounds good, don't it? Yeah. You know what you're going to get? What? What? Biscuits. (laughs) I got a million more. Oh, Oh, we we got got the biscuit blues. You'll learn to love them just like I did. Riders Radio Theater will bounce back like Sonny Bono's career after this welcome word to a thirsty nation. Here's Brewmeister L. Philo Larry Mammoth. Friends, if you're like me, there's nothing better after a hot day in the salt mines than pounding back a couple of brewskis. Well, go ahead, it's a free country. Ah, but what that is, what's that you say? You can't enjoy getting hammered because you're concerned about the environment? Well, who isn't? Global warming, no ozone, a rainforest with a one-way ticket to oblivion? We're possibly looking at the end of the human race. Talk about a reason to drink. Boy, howdy, you've got one in spades. And thanks to my breakthrough malt beverage, you don't have to feel guilty while you're chugging it down. Yes, Larry Mammoth's Bio-Beer. Yes, Bio-Beer. Brewed in a big vat just outside of Biosphere 2 down Arizona way. On a recent family outing, I discovered a forgotten PVC pipe coming out of the self-contained, self-sustaining Biosphere 2 experiment. And I've taken what's pouring out of that pipe and used it to make Bio-Beer. The beer with whole earth flavor and the kick of a stick of dynamite. What's in it? I don't know, but it's something produced by an ecosystem exactly like our own, and how could that be bad? It's a dark brown frothy beer, and the taste, listen to this black belt beer, Baron. Uh, bio beer, thank you, is good. I like it cold. It's the only beer with stuff, uh, stuff that gets caught in your teeth. I'll say. You can practically chew the batch I make before noon. <laughs> bio beer ain't no... Ain't no sissy-pointed-headed beer. It's a meaty beer for meaty guys like me. Guys who like to drink and worry about the end of life as we know it. Friends, the choice is clear. Drink bio-beer. Save the planet and forget how to stand up at the same time. And what about women? Well, what about them? Bio-beer. Save the planet while you're saying cheers. Let your conscience whisper in your ear. Do your part, drink bio-beer. And save the planet. That's BioBeer. I said BioBeer. Environmentally correct and available in recycled quartz, six packs, and 55 gallon drums. This is not a weak need upstream beer, it's BioBeer. And now hold on to your hat, Saddlebell. Here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little of the Arkansas Traveler.
Rivers in the sky. Oh, thank you, Texas Vic. Yes, just like that lazy old son. Guess time has rolled around again. Woody Paul, please enlighten us as to who waits in the wings this happy, happy day. We're blazing a trail once again with great undiscovered talent, Ranger Doug. Tonight's guest is a singer and a hit songwriter. She lives down Nashville Way. We've known her for years now, and it's a real treat to present her and her music on our show. Folks, clap your hands and make welcome for Trisha Walker and the Mudcats. Thank you. Trisha. Thank you, Woody Paul. Howdy, Trisha. Trisha, we've been trying to get you on this show for four years, and mighty glad to have you here at last. Well, Ranger Doug, we're glad to be here. We're sorry it took so long. Me too. Would you introduce your Mudcats to us? Oh, please, yes. This is my pal Bill Sinclair playing harmonica and saxophone, and on bass tonight we have Mr. Don Potts. How about All right. it? Well, let's hear you sing. All right, this is a song about where I come from, this great state of Mississippi. This is called Sticky Mud. I've been too long gone from my homeland, from the place where I was born. Honey, if you love me, you'll let me go back. I won't stay gone too long. I won't stay gone, gone too long. I need to spend a little time in Memphis at the Peabody Hotel. Eat a big old plate of barbecued ribs and sit up on the bluffs of spell. Sit up on the bluffs of bluffs of spell. Well, if you're born Mississippi mud, you can move away and try to leave it, but you'll never get it out of your blood. No. I need to ride down Highway 61 all the way to New Orleans. I need to walk by the river and the view put a Listen to the Dixieland swing. Listen to the Dixieland, Dixieland swing. Well, if you're born there, you understand it. There's some magic in the stick of Mississippi mud. You can move away and try to leave it. But you'll never get it out of your blood. No. Mississippi mud and come back home to you. Come back home, home to you. Well, if you're born there, you understand it. There's a magic in the sticky Mississippi mud. You can move away and try to leave it.
Savings Bank in Kenwood, located across from the Kenwood Town Center. Mercantile Savings Bank specializes in first and second mortgages and investment services. Open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 8.30 to 4.30. Mercantile Savings Bank, 891-7711. Exciting Western melodrama, Raiders of the Vanishing Everglades. As faithful as News 1-0-Doubt recall, the villains Slocum and Charlie have stolen a set of $100 plates and a large roll of experimental paper to print counterfeit bills on from the United States Treasury. After the theft, they returned to their hideout in Tumbleweed City, where they secretly printed up a few bales of phony hundreds and then went on a shopping spree. And among other flashy items, they purchased two brand-new Conestoga Vipers, the fastest automobiles on the road. Then they loaded their ill-gotten gains in their new cars and roared out of town. The next day, Riders in the Sky, at the request of the U.S. Treasury, rode off after them. Now, episode four, entitled, Time for a Reality Rebate Check. On a lonely straight stretch of western highway, two high-powered Viper automobiles are flying along at speed, approaching 200 miles an hour. Meanwhile, many miles back up the road, Riders in the Sky have stopped at a small truck stop 
on the Eddie Dean Highway. Uh, howdy, boys. What can I do for you? Well, we were wondering if you'd seen any Vipers pass this way in the past 24 hours. Uh, yes, I have. They were nice cars, too. Did one of them have a pencil-thin mustache? Uh, nope. But they both had dang nice grills on them. He meant, did either of the drivers have a pencil-thin mustache? Uh, oh, yeah, one of them did. Uh, the other one didn't. Uh, he was a great big doofus. Did they happen to mention which way they were going? Uh, no, but they did ask me how far it was to uh, gridlock. Thank you. And what did you tell them? Uh, how far it was to uh, gridlock. Thank you. Come on, boys, let's ride. Hit up there! Hit up! Ah. Meanwhile, on the outskirts of the city of Gridlock, two vipers sit by the side of the road while two villains stand beside them and talk. Okay, Charlie, time for step two of my big and evil plan. Yeah, what is it? We're gonna ruin reality land. Oh, we're getting kind of transcendental there, aren't you, boss? Uh, no, Charlie, reality land isn't a state of mind. It's an amusement park here in Gridlock. Oh, well... Well, why do you want to ruin it? Well, it's too early in the serial to talk about that, Charlie. Oh. Let's just say I don't want the competition. Got it? No. Good. Now, here's what we're going to do. We lay low until after the park closes at midnight. Then you're going to pay a little visit and leave a little surprise for him to run across tomorrow morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> Back up the road, riders in the sky are turning off the Eddie Dean Highway onto a narrow, twisting, barely discernible trail that seems to lead nowhere. Ranger Dub. Why are we turning off on this narrow, twisting trail that seems to lead nowhere? Woody Paul, it's a shortcut that'll save us well over 100 miles and get us to gridlock by late tomorrow morning. If we don't break our necks first. Despite the dangers, the riders stay on the trail until well after midnight. Then they make camp and settle down for what will be a short rest before resuming their journey at the crack of dawn the next morning. Meanwhile, at Reality Land, the rides have stopped. The tourists have departed and the cleanup crews have finished for the day. So no one notices two sinister figures creep up to a service gate near an isolated area of the park. Okay, Charlie, I'll just pick the lock here. Uh -huh. Got my bobby pin. Yeah, there, that got it. <laughs> okay, now here's the bomb, the duct tape, and the trigger. Trigger? Looks like a coat hanger to me. That's because it is. Look, here's what you do. You go to the highest point on the roller coaster. Then you take the duct tape and use it to tape the bomb to the underside of one of the rails. Uh -huh. Then you straighten out the coat hanger, slip one of it into this little slot on the bomb. See it? Yeah. And you bend the coat hanger so that the rest of it sticks up in the middle of the track. Then you cut off all but six inches of it. That's how high it needs to stick up. So the axle on the lead roller coaster car will hit it and trigger the bomb. If it sticks out any more than six inches, someone might see it. We don't want that, right? Right. Uh, Charlie, you do know how many inches six is, don't well, you? Uh, let me see here. One, two... Wait a uh, minute, Charlie. Let me ask you this. You know what a foot is, don't you? Oh, of course I do. Slow well, down. six inches is half a foot. Got it? Half a foot. Yeah, sure I got that. Yeah. Okay, easy. now get going. I'll stay here and keep an eye out in case a night watchman or somebody comes by. Right. Half <laughs> a foot. Six inches. Charlie quickly makes his way through the gate and into the park. He then darts from shadow to shadow, and with panther-like grace, bounces off trash barrels, popcorn stands, benches, and everything else that gets in his way until he reaches the monolithic roller coaster. Uh, let's see. Uh, right here is the highest points right above me. I can, I can climb up this metal frame just like a ladder. <clears throat> Rapidly, the hulking doofus works his way up and soon emerges at the highest point on the massive roller coaster. Okay. Here I am now. I tape this bomb under the track here, and then I'm gonna open up and straighten out the coat hanger. 
slip one in in the slot in the bottom. I'll bend it around and, and stick it up through the tracks here. Yeah, got it. Okay, now all I do is cut off all but six inches of it. Let's see, what did he say? Half a foot. I just take off one of these fancy new polyester shoes here and, yeah, to use it as a ruler. Now I'll clip off the excess. That's got it. All right, time to get out of here. Hurriedly, Charlie clambers down off the roller coaster and makes his way in his usual nimble manner. Back to the gate where Slocum is impatiently waiting. Come on, hurry up, Charlie. We gotta go. Am I gonna stick around and see the fun? Well, we'll come back when the park opens tomorrow at 1 o'clock for that. Right now, we gotta get out of here. There's a night watchman coming this way. Right, okay. Everything go okay with the bomb and yeah, the trigger? Yeah, yeah, perfect. You made the trigger six inches? Yeah, six inches. Half a foot? Right. Half a foot exactly. Good, let's get out of here. Right. As the two villains flee the scene of their coming crime, it is worth pointing out to faithful listeners that for a big man, Charlie has very small feet. Thanks, Texas Bex. At any rate, the night soon passes. Dawn breaks. The sun rises. And by late morning, riders in the sky have reached gridlock and stopped at a 24-hour open-air market to make inquiries. <clears throat> Excuse me, sir. Have you seen any vipers pass this way lately? Saw two of them last night, and they're in nice cars, too. Did you see which way they went? Yeah, they took the turn right down there and headed toward reality land. Don't know why, though. It was after midnight. Park mm. closes at midnight. Strange. Strange indeed. Thank you very much, sir. Come I'm on, a, boys. Let's go. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. You'd never prove it by me. Gosh, this is great. I've always wanted to go to reality land. Yeah, I hear it's like no other theme park in the world. Well, we'll soon find out. Come on, Turbo. I'm boy. Get up, oh, it's a short ride, and the riders arrive at Reality Land at the stroke of one o'clock, just as the gates are swinging open to provide a horde of tourists with a day of real adventure. Gosh, 25 bucks a piece to get in. That's a dose of reality in itself. More. I'll save. What kind of place is this, anyway? Oh, it's great. Everything is based on reality. Hey, look, there's the SNL House of Horrors. Yeah, and over there, the Insurance Hall of Mirrors. Yeah. And over there is the used car ride. Huh. I bet that's really scary. Hey, Riders in the Sky. Trish Walker and the Mudcats. What are you guys doing here? Uh, we're looking for a couple of vipers. Yeah, why are, you, why are you all here? Well, we're working over on the developmental stage each evening this week. But right now, we're going to ride on the financial roller coaster. Why don't you guys come with us? The financial roller coaster? Oh, I've heard that's a great ride. Yeah, it's, it starts out taking you through the variable rate corkscrew. Then you whipsaw through the down Jones, ups and downs. Next, you hit the spiraling inflation curve and slowly climb the massive mountain of debt. And when you finally hit the peak, you do a free fall down into total insolvency. Yeah, then you hit the water park, take a bath, and go belly up. <laughs> what a ride! It does sound like some ride, all right. Do, do we have time to go, Ranger Doug? Well, uh, yes, I guess we do, Woody Paul. And it looks like from the top of that mountain of death part of it, we could get a good look around the park. Yeah, we might see Slocum and Charlie. Are they the two vipers you're looking for? In a manner of speaking. Well, come on, let's go. If we hurry, we'll be the first in line, and that means we can ride in the front car, which is my favorite. Okay, right. come on! The riders, Trisha and the Mudcats, are indeed first in line and therefore get to ride in the very first car. Meanwhile, two familiar evil fiends have returned to see the results of their villainy. Look, Charlie, the financial roller coaster has started. Yeah. There it goes into the variable rate corkscrew. Yeah. 
Now it's whips on through the Dow Jones. Yeah. And now it's climbing the massive mountain of death. Slowly, <laughs> 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 ever so slowly, the roller coaster car climbs to the top of the massive mountain of death. And as they approach the summit, no one notices a short wire protruding between the rails. We're almost to the top. Oh, I can't look. It's a long way down the other side. I don't see Slocum and Charlie anywhere, but there are two vipers parked near the back gate over there. Well, hold on to your hat. Whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. Faithful listeners will note there was no explosion. And so does Slocum. Well, what happened? Charlie, it didn't explode. Wait a minute. Are you sure you made that tripwire half a foot long? Yeah, positive. Show man. me how long you made it. Well, I used my left foot here to measure it, see? And it came to right about here in the end step. Oh, Charlie, you uh, idiot. That's not six inches. Wait it's a not half a foot. Huh? For a big man, you have little feet. Oh, well, thanks, boss. Now, thanks nothing. Get back right there and make that wire longer. Go on, get there while they're loading the next cars. Yeah, okay, come on. A short time later, Charlie has retraced his steps of the night before and is crouched atop the massive mountain of debt. Down below, the riders and Trisha and the Mudcats are getting in the cars for another thrilling ride. Let's see here. I'll just pull this thing up a little bit and make it longer. Yeah. I stretched it some. I'll give it another tug for good measure here. All right, one more to grow on. What was that tiny click? Uh -oh. Is this Charlie's last ride? Where were riders in the sky, Tisha Walker and the Mudcats, when the mountain of dead exploded? And what on earth is Slocum up to anyway? You won't find the answers to these questions anywhere but right here, same time, same station, next week in episode five of Raiders of the Banishing Everglades, entitled How Many Chucks Could a Chuck Blow Up If a Chuck Blew Up a Chuck? It's dynamite-packed, highly volatile, explosive melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky, Joey the Calvoka King, and roller coaster Trisha Walker, and the Mudcats. Set another song. With a song that's most appropriate, I feel, Ranger Duck. You can give me a million dollars I can spend it like a queen Leave me nothing but a nickel I'll stretch it like you've never seen Give me anything to work with And it don't really matter what Cause I'll do the best With what I got too glamorous and I'm not exactly sleek but I'm feeling pretty good about this unique physique some folks have loved it a little one or two have loved it a lot cause I've done the best with what I got if life don't make it easy just tighten up your belt pick up your cards and play I knew an old man once who was wise as he could be. 
And I'll never forget this lesson that he taught to me. He said, honey, be what you is and not what you're not. And just do the best with what you got. This is the VXU Radio Network.